What's interesting in that is that if you score in that program, the rental achievement is waived. Okay, so they won't put you special features in your loan that you need to respect rental targets. Okay, so you'll have some flexibility on that side. Okay, so really, really interesting. And the recourses, and if you're in the 15, 17 points, you'll they'll have recourses, of course, to call back the loan. And the 100 points and more, they'll have a different mechanism. They're trying to really incitate the builders to build more units. If we build more units, we help the crisis of... Uh, Rental units, we help the whole market, okay? So flooding the market of new units will have its good effect on the society too. That's a bit the way they're thinking. That I think in year 2030, everyone has to have an affordable housing to live in. Welcome to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. What's the real power of leverage? People think real estate is all about leveraging capital. Money is important, but what about the decisions we make? The things we do and don't do determine our success as investors. Choices and actions create success. Before we get to the bank, we make choices guided by mindset and by the things we do and don't know. If we want to succeed as investors, we need to leverage knowledge. We need to increase what we know so our actions pay bigger dividends. Join host Terry Schauer and Jean-Philippe Claude for conversations with leading experts in the real estate field. From mortgages to mindset, and from macroeconomics to local market trends. Grow your knowledge capital with us. Welcome to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast, where we seek advice to help us make better investing decisions. Today, I'm pretty excited to be joined by Dave Powell. Dave, what's up? How are you doing? Yes, thank you, GP. Nice for having us together. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Dave. For those of you who don't know him, he's a very, really active investor. He started in flips, then did renovation of used buildings of multifamily. That now he's more in the construction side. He's got almost all the license in the world regarding real estate. He's pretty impressive. He's joining me today so we can discuss actually the MLI Select program from the CMHC. It's not launched yet. It will be launched on March 7th, but already CMHC has detailed uh, the program in a website and there's a division about actually construction and there's a division also about renovation in apartments and it's pretty much a game changer so i know cmhc in the past they've tried to work on the affordable housing it didn't work so much the program didn't make sense but i think they've quite hit a good target this time obviously not all of the projects are going to be good for that program but at least few of them are going to be good so before we jump on the subject do you have anything else to say about the program dave before we go into the details Super excited to look into it uh, with you and it's really going to change probably the construction and the years to come with the rising interest rates. It's going to be really interesting to exploit that program to its fullest. So That's it. It's, it's interesting because it actually ended up and we laughed about it because we were more cautious this year about the rise of interest rate and, and the prices. And now the CMHC just launches that and that like puts some, some oil on the fire and it just reburns the market. And I know a couple of investors are looking to refinance their property with that program or buying property also with that program. So I'm saying it's a game changer program. Everybody's really excited in the community. So that's where we're sharing it with you. 
Dave, I'll start with the refinancing since it's actually the first one on the top of the page. So I'll explain to you the point system and then we'll move on to the construction. Basically, the way it works, it's a point system. Okay, so you see at the bottom, 50 points, 70 points, 100 points. Depending on the points, you're going to get a different premium, a different loan to value, a different debt coverage ratio, different amortization and resources and replacement result. So basically, we're going to look mainly on the first fourth one, premium LTV, DCR and amortization, depending on the system of points. Okay, so I repeat, this is the part for actual building. So purchase and refinancing. We're not touching new construction. Dave is with us. He's going to discuss also new construction, but talking about purchase and refinancing of existing buildings. So you see the affordability. That's the first criteria. So affordability rent level. So it's a 10-year commitment to put 40, 60, or 80 units at 30% of the median renter income in a selected area. Keep in mind that this gives 50 points, 70 points, 100 points, and we'll go down to the option regarding that. So if you go 40% of the units at 30% of the median renter income, that's going to give you 50 points. What's the median renter income? So if you go at the page, I'll just scroll down fast here. In the frequently asked question at point number six, you can actually click here, okay? And it's going to give you the Excel sheet that I'm opening here now, okay? So in the Excel sheet, as an example, you get a bunch of city and you get the median renter income for the city. For example, if you go to Montreal, the median renter income is 43600 So the maths are pretty simple. You multiply that by 30%, because if we go back here, that's 30% of the median renter income. So 30%, and you divide it by 12. In Montreal, this means that the maximum rate must be $1,090. Regarding the question that we always have is regardless of the size of the units. So if you have a building with smaller units and bigger units, that would be a very good strategy if you put the smaller units at the maximum rents. And that's very interesting because you got a lot of cities across Canada, lots of cities in the province of Quebec also. And there are some cities that makes a lot of sense. Some of the, the other city doesn't make sense. So Saint-Hyacinthe, let's say it's a maximum rent of 650. Doesn't make sense. Montreal at 1090, it's okay, 50-50. If you go to Laval, that's $1,200 in Laval. The mean, that's 30% of the median renter income. So it could make sense in Laval. So depending on the type of project, depending on the size of unit, you may look at that. So the higher go, the highest number of units that you're actually willing to commit for a 10-year maximum value, the higher the points are going up. So let's say you're going 80% of the unit at 30% median renter income. That's 100 points. Your premium goes down to 1%. That's very good. Premium is 4.75% plus 0.5% by five year added to the, not the term, but the amortization. So you have five years, you have 0.5%. So let's say for a 40 year amortization, the premium was 525 So that's, that's quite high, but now it's only 1% here. And the loan to value, look at that. That's very exciting. We can go up to 95% loan to value and the dcr it's minimum 1.1 so this is also a game changer so when you put 
building in the cruncher for those of you who made the coaching with us with the cruncher and you start putting these numbers at 95% loan to value debt coverage ratio 1.1 and the amortization up to 50 years well there's a lot of buildings that qualify to this as a full financing and what i find interesting in this is that if you buy a building in the objective of renovating some units and let's say you convince 40% of the people with win-win situation, compensation with the tenants, and you renovate 40% of the unit while you leave 60% of the unit at a lower income, you still can go up to 95% loan to value, minimum DCR of 1.1 and amortization up to 45 years. So that's pretty cool. The other points here that we can work on, and we're waiting for obviously more detail, if you increase the energy efficiency or the greenhouse gases, if you reduce that, you're going to get some points that adds up to the first point here. So that's pretty awesome too. So we're looking at the situation where we're going to do a conversion from gas or oil and to electrical systems. So we're wondering at this point, we should have more clarity, let's say, from CMHC if uh, we end up in that reduction, but that would be interesting. Accessibility, it's a bit difficult. Okay, so we need to uh, check that up a little bit more, but so far it's not something that we're looking at. So we're looking at the affordability on our investor side, the energy efficiency and greenhouse gases, especially if you're doing conversion. So that could be interesting. And then you just follow the rest of it. Another point that's really important, debt coverage ratio. If you start having a lot of the MLI select buildings, your debt coverage ratio, if it fails too much, if it fails down below 1.3, debt coverage ratio on your full portfolio, that could be an issue in the future. So uh, CMHC will think that you're over leveraged. Dave, I think I, I did a lot. Can you add on that or... If I start your video here, then you can do the new construction as well and add anything you want to add now. Yeah, of course. Like explained GP on the purchase and refinance side, it works a bit the same one on the construction side. I'll be able to go more in depth on the accessibility uh, GP if you want to. So it'll be interesting. So for the new construction, keep in mind that the program was launched to stimulate new construction. So you'll see on the construction sides, the incentives are better, okay? So if we start with the affordability, if we have 10% of our units that are below that same market point, 1090 for Montreal units, we get a 50-point score, okay? And I see in the chat that there's Axel that asked the question that $1,090 is for all kinds of units. So it can be a studio, it can be a one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom. Look after that, that if we go more in-depth in the affordability, if we provide 15%, of the units, we get 70 points, okay? So with the 70 points, we'll be able to score a better amortization. If we go again, 25% of units, we get 100 points, okay? So any investor in the program wants to score at least 50 points. And when we go up and up, we get better incentives, okay? If we go into the energy savings, here, keep in mind though, as the difference as the purchase and refinancing section, this one is based on the Code National de Batman, the National Building Code of Construction, okay? So that's the baseline, and we need to score 20, 25, 40% above the code. So I believe it's going to be hard to maybe have 40% above the code, but maybe a 20, 25% can be something that's reasonable. So keep that in mind in an investor point of view. For the accessibility, 
In other words, more simplified is uh, if uh, someone in a wheelchair can go from their parking to their unit. So they need to have elevators, they need to have uh, ramps where the area is uh, required. So those are the stuff we'll look into. So I would say most of the new construction that are maybe three floors and more, so four stories and up, will have the elevator. So these buildings will be easily adaptable to include the accessibility. Okay, so you would score 20 points there if you provide at least 15% of the units accessible. Then we fall into the last category of adaptable and universal design. That is when you have some features in the condo that can uh, be implemented for people that's going to live in the condo as a handicap. So sometimes it's going to be railings that are added. Sometimes it's going to be sinks that you can uh, come in a wheelchair and install yourself under the sink. So if you're in a wheelchair, you can access the sink uh, in a more proper manner. Sometimes the heights of the countertops will change. So this one will be a bit harder to get, I would say. But keep in mind, it's 85% of those 15% that are accessible that need to be adaptable. So there's a way to do it still, but sometimes it costs more money to the builder. So we don't want to avoid that. So the incentives, the flexibilities, look at the prime rates, the premium rates, get 2.5%. That's really, really low. And actual now is around 35 to 4%. So it's almost cut in half. If we score 100 points, it's cut again in half too. So 1.25%. And those, we don't know yet how it's going to be calculated, but that premium might be included in the DCR rate to respect or not. So that's where we're waiting news for that. After the loan to value or the loan to cost that the CMHU will look into is 95%. Okay. I see here it's written loan to value, but one week ago it was written loan to cost. So we see that same HCI, I think, on their own side, they're starting to look at different details and how they're going to really implement the program. So just keep in mind, I think it's going to be more loan to cost than loan to value, but it's good to know, in fact. And then we have the amortization, so 40, 45, and 50 years, okay? So what's interesting in that is that if you score in that program, the rental achievement is waived. Okay, so they won't put you special features in your loan that you need to respect rental targets. Okay, so you'll have some flexibility on that side. Okay, so really, really interesting. And the recourses, and if you're in the 15, 17 points, you'll, they'll have recourses, of course, to call back the loan. And the 100 points and more, they'll have a different mechanism. They're trying to really incitate the builders to build more units. If we build more units, we help the crisis of uh, rental units, we help the whole market, okay? So flooding the market of new units will have its good effect on the society too. That's a bit the way they're thinking. That I think in year 2030, everyone has to have an affordable housing to live in. And the replacement reserve is discretionary. That's the point that sometimes they add expenses in the pro forma to put more expenses in case of the replacement of the foundation, the rooftop, the windows. So those will be judged on case by case to see if they need to add them or not. Keep also in mind that someone that once scored 100 points can only do it on the affordability side, can do it only, I'm not sure if you can do it just on the GES side, but yeah, 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 you can get your 100 points. And the accessibility size, well, you can't score your 100 points with just the accessibility, okay? Keep in mind also what I wanted to tell you guys is if you give affordable for 20 years, you get a, a extra 20 or 30 points, I think. So if you yeah. give 10%, uh, let's say you give 15% of your units, you get 70 points. 
and you give uh, 20 years affordability, you would get your 100 points. Okay, so that would be a way to do it so. But keep in mind, 20 years is freaking long, okay? So it's a lifetime in the history. So maybe be prepared that it might affect also your cash flow and your internal rate of return on the long term. So that's what it looks a bit like. So we're really excited to see how it's going to really be applied into the market because there's probably details that are missing here that will need to be tweaked and on. So it's not a temporary project. They said it's going for a long time. And it's part of CMHC commitment where they're responsible for providing a home, like you said, Dave, to everybody. So they were a bit concerned about the prices that were going up. So they were giving out this program. The only warning I would give to a person starting in real estate, that's a good start, but don't fell into the trap of just doing MLI Select because the problem is that you won't capitalize because it's 50 years. There's almost no cash flow, the coverage ratio. So your snowballing effect is going to be limited. So that's good. That's good for some of the project, but don't fall in the trap of doing all of this because in five years, then you want to refinance, then you're going to be stuck because you're going to be, loan to value is going to go from 95 to 86%. Then you won't be able to cash out anything. The only thing that you will be able to do is refinance again with the MLI Select program if it's still available at that time. And you're going to be stuck forever in this loop of not be able to refinance. So we had a discussion, Dave and I, obviously we had the discussion, so it's good, but don't fall into the trap of doing only this. Okay. Because 10 years is a long time in real estate. Like I said, 20 years, I can't believe it. 20 years, I'm going to have grandchildren at this point. Like uh, <laughs> I'm going to be a grandfather. It's like in life, everything's good with moderation. Eh? So don't abuse nice. of that program, obviously, or else you'll see the returns will be not expected in the long term. So That's it. So moderation, but it's definitely a tool that you want to add to your portfolio. There are some of the projects. Uh, for example, I was thinking of giving shares to uh, other partners and I decided to keep it myself because I was able to qualify with this program. So that kind of stuff you can play with. But again, don't fall into the trap of doing all this. Any last word, uh, Dave, for uh, our viewers? Uh, I have a few files that are uh, up and coming with that program. So when it's going to be launched, I'll probably able to do an update on how it's really working in the market. And it'd be interesting to to follow up on that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Dave. Basically, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget if you want to like or subscribe. It's always if you get value, give us value by sharing the word about the Real Estate Investors Club. And if you want to push your real estate career at another level, there's a new coaching starting on March 26th on Saturdays. It's been two years since we didn't give any classes on Saturday with the club. It's on Saturday on Zoom or in person. So it's going to be uh, simultaneously casted on the web. So if you feel comfortable being in person or at home, it's your own desire. So again, it's been two years since we didn't start uh, court on Saturdays. And uh, it's going to push, obviously, your game at uh, no, an, another level. And if you want to come at, uh, at some events, they're not in yet. So they're not possible yet but they're coming soon and if you want to talk to other uh, investors that did their coaching i'm sure they're the best salesperson there is so again thank you very much for watching uh, stay tuned next wednesday at noon another subject or another interview have a good day bye-bye thanks for listening to the real estate investors club podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did remember to give us a rating 
leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.